This is Jenna. I'm movie fan Jen on Tumblr, and you're listening to the Grolix Podcast. All right, this is Jesse, and you are listening to Grolix Nights on the Grolix Podcast. I'm here tonight with Holly, one of our Grolix super friends. Hello. Has been on the show many times. Uh, and I'm also joined tonight with Jenna Bruner. Thank you, Jenna, for being on the show. Hello. Thank you. Um, we talked a little bit before we started recording about uh, what Grawlix Nights is. And uh, it's kind of our interview line where we do some quick interviews with people that are uh, multi-passionate, multi-talented. And uh, I think that pretty well sums you up to a T. So <laughs> I'm excited that you're here. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, uh, the Grolix podcast is generally kind of related to comics and that kind of thing. And uh, so I'm gonna ask you, we're going to ask you questions about that. But we might get into some of the other, some other topics later, too. But to get things started... Um, you and you've been doing things on your Tumblr and things with social media, uh, pretty specifically with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Um, so let's let's get a little bit of background for the listeners because I know I, I know some things, <laughs> but but <laughs> not things. everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I know I, I know things because I know Jenna. Um, uh, for our listeners, what what kind of sparked this? I don't know what you'd call it. Obsession, explosion. Explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Explosion's nicer than obsession. <laughs> where, where did it begin for you? Um, I would probably say with the Avengers back in 2012. Um, big fan of the cast. Big fan of the actors. Um, I like the idea of superheroes in everyday life, walking around like it's no big deal. Um, and then I guess I would say I became a huge fan after The Winter Soldier came out in 2014. Um, big Chris Evans fan, so I think that's pretty much what, what draw me to everything. That locked you in? That locked me in, okay. yeah. Excellent. Yep. Um, is there anything in particular about Marvel, and maybe you already, maybe you already answered this question, but is there anything specific about, uh, Marvel as opposed to say like the Batman movies? Are you as big a fan of the Batman movies or the, what DC is doing? Yeah, I'm actually not. Cause I think not to diss on DC because I don't know a lot about DC, but they seem to go darker and I might not be as into the actors. Like I wasn't really a big Christian Bale fan. Um, I'm a, you know, I am a big Ben Affleck fan, so I'm anxious to see where this is going to go with him. But, um, Marvel seems to be a little more light-hearted. Um, they tend to bring in a lot of more comedy. Um, I don't, I, hmm, I guess I, I like the fact that they seem to bring in a cast that generally loves each other. Right. So that's a big draw for me, um. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. That's legit. Yeah. So I'd agree with everything yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, just out of just out of curiosity, uh, do, have you watched any of the CWDC shows like Arrow or The Flash? I haven't, and I really need to get into that. I I think that yeah. um, you'd really like The Flash. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, this yeah. is a total tangent, but I think that the Flash television series has been uh, kind of like. DC's opportunity to do something like Marvel. Mm -hmm. People will talk about, um, and I've heard more than one person say this, that the DCU done in television is like they they rule at TV shows at making their yeah. like like the Smallville mm -hmm. and Arrow and uh, and the Flash. So they're really good at the TV universe, and their movies tend to be either a little bit gritty or a little bit, you know, like some of the Superman movies didn't do as well after. After Reeve, um, and then you have Marvel, yeah. who I mean, they're nailing it in the in the movie arena, mm -hmm. and uh, so I guess that's the way that I've heard it put is that DC rocks TV and Marvel rocks, rocks movies. Yeah, rocks yeah, film. that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, it's not to say that Marvel isn't doing well in TV because they have um, Agents of Shield and they have. Mm -hmm. 
Agent Carter. Uh-huh. But now I, they, oh. yeah, and Agent Carter is really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, and thankfully, it's getting its second season. I know yes. there was some concern there. Um, and now they're <clears throat> releasing their Netflix series. Now, have you had an opportunity to start in on Daredevil? At yes, all? I have, but I'm only three episodes in, so okay. I probably should have kept going before. No, I met no, with you're you. you're fine. But you're gonna. <laughs> I, I'm curious your take on that because. Uh, it feels like Daredevil in the Netflix series is to Marvel as uh, as the other DC movies. I mean, oh, it's, it's okay. the darker turn for uh-huh. Marvel. Not that not that there isn't a, still the lighter side, but it's a it's, a it's much, gritty. Yeah, it's much grittier. Yeah. It seems like the language is fouler. I mean, mm-hmm. all, all over the board, it's more intense, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But so you've seen episode two of Daredevil, which is my favorite fight scene. Probably ever. Yeah, yeah. The hallway scene. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like, um, this is terrible, what, what's her name? Deb, Debbie, oh. she's from True Blood. Again, oh, Deb yeah, Hobart. she plays, Karen. uh, yeah. Car- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, she's fantastic. Yeah, she is fantastic. Uh, I think the casting for the show was pretty spot on. Yeah. I, there was a moment, uh, which you haven't seen yet, but there is a moment where uh, D'Onofrio as Kingpin, and he's he's nailing it too. Yeah. But there was one moment where I go, oh, it's the bug guy from Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> there was this one moment where I got taken out of it. So. Well, good. Okay, so we've kind of talked a little bit about uh, that. Um, what about let's let's take it back to Winter Soldier because you said that was the one that locked you in. Is is there anything about the story in particular that really nailed it? Because that one was a little bit more of a spy. It felt like more of a spy movie. Spy movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the whole, like, best friend Bucky Steve Rogers thing. Um, I, I really like Steve Rogers um, because he's he's this man that is so compassionate and so empathetic, but yet he will kick anybody's ass for... For the right of the good, and that's what I love about him. So, I think the whole thing that sealed the deal with with me and Steve Rogers was that scene with him and Natasha, where they're in Sam's bedroom, and right uh-huh. after the whole uh, when they found the old shield, um, and he notices that something's wrong with her. Mm-hmm. So he goes out and he says, "Are you okay?" She says, "Yeah." Well, he obviously knows she's not okay, and he sits down, and I'm like, "That's that's what women want." <laughs> <laughs> Right there! He's acknowledging there's a problem and he gives a crap to ask her! I'm like, you know? <laughs> So that's, yep, that sealed the deal for me there. So, um, and just all the action and the characters and, um, I like the whole Natasha Steve pairing and I think they're really good together on screen and so. So that, that leads me into an interesting question and that is, uh, um, and it may bear some further explanation for our listeners, but in the shipping, yes, <laughs> in the shipping department, are you more of a uh, widow Widow Rogers fan, or are yes. you more you're more yes. Widow Rogers? Big time, okay. yeah. Okay. Like that's what I want to happen in Cap Three, yeah. and if it doesn't, I'm going to be so disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. See, this is where I get into a sticky situation because I was a big Steve Rogers fan. Growing up as a kid, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking more like the comic books and that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, there's you know like there's big things on the horizon for sure, especially if they stick to the comics. Um, there was a point I mean, we'll stick with Chris Evans for a little bit here. There was a point where they had been talking about Chris Evans only doing X number of movies. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine if anyone knows, it's you. Yeah. Uh, is that still the case? Or it seems like he was ready to retire from acting. But since then, not only has he been doing like the Avengers mm-hmm. and the Captain America movies, but then he, he also went out and did Snowpiercer and some other things. Mm-hmm. Do you know, is that still the case? Or um, I do know that he kind of was saying he's not retiring when he's done. Because I know in a lot of interviews with... Um, Age of Ultron, he was just kind of like, you guys got that the wrong way, I'm not retiring. Um, but I know it started out, he was doing nine films, nine Marvel films, and then I think when he first, he mentioned when he first signed on, he wasn't sure if this was going to be it for him, he had a lot of anxiety about it, um, and then they, they bumped it down to six films, because he turned down the role twice before he decided to take it. Right. And it started out nine films, and then it went to six and so I, I still think after the last part two of the next Avengers film, I think he's done. 
Oh, okay. So, so yeah. you think he will survive civil war? I do. Okay. A lot of people don't. Right. I haven't, you know, read the comics, but I think seems how he's got three movies left. Well, he's got two after this, after Cap 3. I think that, I think he's going to survive civil war, and then I think it, he meets his demise in probably part one or part two. Which, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, it could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. I know that that was... I mean, spoilers, kids, but this is a story that's been out for years, five, years, yeah. like five years now. Um, you know, that's kind of what uh, was the final exclamation point on Civil War was mm-hmm. was the assassination of uh, Steve yeah. Rogers, yeah. and then we then we go through uh, Bucky Cap for a while. Well, there was the whole thing with who's going to carry the shield, and, yep. and we had Bucky Cap, and then and currently we have um, Sam Wilson, Sam Wilson yeah. which is an interesting. Casting, or I don't know if you call it casting in the books, yeah. but it uh, seems like he's doing really well. He's been, interesting stories being written, which That's is good. the most important thing. Yeah. Um, that may be a good segue into, uh, like, we all just recently watched Ant-Man, and mm-hmm. uh, spoilers, folks, but uh, there was a lot of chatter about who's going to be in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. There was the secret, yeah. mm-hmm. the secret Avengers that are going to be mentioned in, in Ant-Man. So, yeah. <laughs> so you you saw Ant Man several it. times. I saw it twice. Yeah. Twice? Okay. Yeah. And I, I assume you liked it. In, I did. In order to see it more than once. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'll watch him do anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was sad to hear that it you know made what only fifty eight million at the box office, which I guess is good. But <laughs> sounds good to compared me. Compared to the other ones, they're like a hundred bajillion, squillion, million, twenty. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but no, I, I, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought the his little sidekicks were funny. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think he brings really good comedy to anything that he does. You know, interesting. I was thinking about this today. Um, they had some changeovers in the writing staff. Uh, it was Edgar Wright that started out, mm-hmm. who did a lot of things with uh, Simon Pegg. Yeah. And so I was thinking about this today. I was like, you know, I can hear Edgar Wright still. You know, I can hear his influence in the uh-huh. dialogue because when I think of Paul Rudd, I can also I can also hear Simon Pegg doing okay. those lines. Yeah. And, and so now I'm determined to see a movie that has both Paul Rudd and Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg. Because <laughs> I think Wouldn't that, that be would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I know Martin. What's his last name? Freeman? Yeah, he's going to be in the next Cat movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Isn't he, like, playing a villain or something? Or? I have no idea. Again, just, just done my I think he's... I've heard a couple different things, yeah. but I think he's playing one of the politicians. Okay. So he'll okay. probably... He'll either be... He'll probably be on the side of, of Tony in, in yeah. this war. I mean, just... That's pure... Pure speculation. Yeah. So, Jen, did you read the novelization yet? I know you um, we're going to. It's, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I started reading it and I felt this is incredibly dense, and there were a lot of other superheroes in it that I could see in my head what they were, or who they looked like. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so I ended up buying a Marvel encyclopedia, <laughs> encyclopedia to help me. But um, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's called doing your research. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, but my, my friend, um, Jeremy, actually, he was talking to me about this when we went and saw Ant-Man over the weekend, and he's like, you know, he goes, you really need to not read the novel and read the comics. Because I always, was always like, I don't know if I'm going to like reading something with bubbles and bubblehead, bubbles, you know, quote bubbles. I don't know if that would be for me. I'm not knocking comment, comics, but I've always felt that I needed a book. And... Right. He talked to me about it, and it made complete sense because he said, you don't see uniforms, you don't see facial expressions, and if there's a big battle, it's amazing to see it drawn out on page. Sure. And I thought, okay, you're making a lot of sense here, so I really need to get to the bookstore or the comic store and get me some Civil War comics and... I, I'll, I'll vouch for it. I, yeah. I read it when it came out, and I think you even, yeah, you I read probably it. read it when mm-hmm. it came out. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's as far as uh, the main events that uh, Marvel's done, and they, mm-hmm. they've kind of done event after event after event, and so that mm-hmm. creates what we call event fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of the first big one that mm-hmm. kind of spiraled into all the other ones mm-hmm. where it really took off and a lot of people started paying attention. Paying attention to and it. I can say sometimes that reading the books, uh, the comic books, <clears> that <throat> it can lend a new appreciation to watching yeah. the movies. Like right. The, in 
in the end scene of Age of Ultron, like the big, you know, the big, uh-huh. the, one of the big pivotal scenes, I was, I was watching this and going, that looks like a comic book panel. Like yeah. It, he, and, yeah. I mean, and Joss has written for comic books, so sure. he knows what he's doing. But it, it lended kind of a new appreciation. So sometimes you see these directors that are working with images, and directors of photography too, that are working with these images that it's like, oh my gosh, you brought that comic book to life. Like some of it you yeah. just, you see, and, and the X-Men movies are another great example of that. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see what you think when you, I when you read the books, the comic books. And I need help. Like I need somebody to go with me because I have no idea where to start what books do I get where you know I I would say like getting like the the trades right yeah yeah but there are also going to be trades that are not just Civil War because when they did when they do big events like this they'll have the main story which winds up being about six to eight comics in total but then they spin it out into all their major lines like how is Spider-Man dealing with this and how are the X-Men dealing with this and What's uh, what's Tony doing in his own book, and what's Captain America doing in his own book, mm-hmm. and, and how is it tying in with with the uh, the main six stories? Because there's only so much you can fit in six books. Six books, yeah. So, yeah, and and Civil War is it's it's beefy because you have so many characters at play. You're, yeah. you're not kidding there, and there's some things in there that I could see being confusing mm-hmm. because in the comics, Hank Pym is not an old man like Michael oh. Douglas. He's, He's fairly young yeah. in the comics, and he's probably uh, he's still he's older than than say Scott Lang or whoever's currently wearing the Ant Man suit. Uh, but in the movie, in in that time period in Civil War, he is Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket really? is actually not a bad guy. Really. <laughs> Yellow. So when you see that happen, then does it make you mad that they switch it up like that? Or you know that part didn't really make me mad. I mean, yeah. you know the fact that they did that didn't make me mad, but. Um, uh, and I, I mentioned this to Holly nonstop. Mentioned, mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> nonstop. Granted, uh, uh, I guess my I, I really like Dan Man. I'll just say that up front. <laughs> but, but however, however, uh, however, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't make me mad that that they used Yellow Jacket because Hank Pym has had so many aliases. Yeah. He went he went by Ant Man first. He went by Giant Man, and he was one of the founding members of the Avengers. Um, he went by the name Goliath for a while, which is just another word for giant man. And then he went by uh, Yellow Jacket. And then he also went by the Wasp in, in honor of Janet after she fell. Wow. So uh, he's had a lot of aliases. Yeah. <laughs> so when, he's, when he is Yellow Jacket in, in Civil War, you know, that's one thing. The thing that I had a problem with in the Ant-Man movie is that they basically took Yellow Jacket and made... Uh, they made an ironmonger for Ant Man. If you, you know, like, they basically took Iron Man's first movie yeah. and did the same thing with Ant Man. Yeah. So, and so that that part bummed me out a little bit because it became about a, a suit and a bad guy trying to steal the suit. And mm-hmm. so the the last part of the movie bummed me out a little bit because it mm-hmm. felt like a a template. But everything else was very fun and new did, and so many twists. Yeah. And, and they made it their own. But so that did part you was like, Ugh. Yeah. Did you see Paul in the role then? Were you, like, when you first found out he, he got the role, were you like, okay, I can see that, yeah. or were you a little apprehensive? As, as, as soon as they told me that uh, it wasn't Hank, yeah. as soon as I knew it was one of the later Ant-Men, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Well, <laughs> what were you saying when we walked out of the theater that, that Paul Rudd, that this this uh, iteration line of, uh, of Ant-Man was kind of Deadpool-y? But there's been a couple, and and they've all been a little bit less scrupulous than than Hank. Yeah. Not that Hank, not that Hank is anybody's, you know, he's not an angel. Right. He's done plenty of shady things on his own. But right. but these other Ant Mans tend to have stolen the suit. But then, <laughs> but then you look at the comedians like and actors like Paul Rudd and who's going to be playing Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, and Paul Rudd has and Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds have a lot of really similar. Veins in mm-hmm. their in the way they act in their comedy, yeah. you know. So it's to me, it's like it makes sense if you're talking about a character who's similar, then they found an actor who's really similar. And I think, and I think, and not being really familiar with a character myself, I think he's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, what it what it boils down to is sometimes being a super fanboy, 
ruins a movie a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know, if like, you're going to navigate uh, transitioning um, anything into a different media, I think, or medium, you have to be willing to let some go. You know, so I mean, that's that's like uh, in any of the, the fandoms, like GOT, you know, you've got your Game of Thrones people, then some people are really getting miffed about things. It's like, well, when you're translating it into a different medium things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what's going to keep you sane as as a fanatic, that you have to let the stories change a little bit. Because you, you can't do it the same. You can't put something on the screen the way you would put it in a paneled comic book. You can you can get, get a glimpse of it, for sure, and you can really nail some things down, but you have to tell the stories a little bit differently. You know, I think uh, going, back, going back to the idea of what, what makes you mad... Um, DC Comics, <laughs> Man of Steel. Oh my God, Man, Man of Steel. And granted, we had uh, a really bad experience. Yeah, it really set us up for for a horrible. It set experience, us up for failure. Even when there was a guy in the front of the theater that at the spoilers, <laughs> if you haven't seen Man of Steel, uh, when Superman to... snaps yeah. Zod's neck, there's a guy in the front of the theater that was like literally was like, "What?" Like he yelled it. I mean, it was it was severe. I mean, when you change the character, mm-hmm. like uh, you change the character's character, you change who they are as a character. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know that to me, that's the thing where you're like, um. And and no. the thing is, it's like I guess it was that first movie that was very jarring. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, now I know what to expect. Yeah. And I won't be as surprised and frustrated and angry about it but it, I remember again we had a terrible experience where they like, <laughs> like we went to the we went to the midnight show in 3D and the 3D was broken so it moved us to 2D and then they started the film and they must have restarted it for the poor folks that were already in 2D so oh they my, crammed, that's what we're hoping yeah. yeah they crammed everybody from 2D and 3D together into one room and then uh, they they started the movie and uh, like probably started it over for them and then uh about, I don't know, 10 minutes in? Maybe less than that. We got to see Krypton like three times because they kept starting it over. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the subs were on. The oh, subtitles yeah. were on. Yeah, the uh, subs the were on sometimes. And, yeah. yeah, and then... <laughs> Did you guys get any kind of like a reimbursement or anything? They reimbursed or? us the difference of yeah. 2D to 3D. Oh, That's yeah. what they did. So you were there till like four a.m. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and so and so imagine that if you will, and like the movie like kept having to start and restart and start over, and so it'd have to start over at the beginning, and so we're all just kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening right now? Yeah. Where's and Ashton? So so then <laughs> right, so you're yeah. kind of by the end of the movie, you're just like, are you what? Oh. What? No. What? We saw we saw. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna biff. His, I'm gonna biff it now. Uh, played uh, Jor-El, not Kurt Russell. Oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. We saw him biff it on a dragonfly like three times. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Look out! <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> Pull up now, man! <laughs> yeah. Oh no! But so so that kind of. That will say that kind of changed yeah. our experience of that movie. Wow. So it just goes to prove that set is everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, the, the reason that was so frustrating is that in the comics, in the previous movies, obviously, the previous movies are really camp and cheesy. But even in the comics, uh, Superman always figured something out. Mm-hmm. He's, he's smart enough that he didn't have to resort to snapping someone's neck. Yeah. And so that, and I, you know, I'm probably not telling you anything that you'd already... Heard on the internet a hundred times, but sure. yeah, that yeah. was really jarring, especially from someone that grew up with Reeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what did you feel? What did you think of Age of Ultron? Because a lot of people were disappointed with the way Joss took that as well. I I really enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed most of it, yeah. you know, and, and that's the same kind of thing. It's like with Ant Man. I left the movie very happy. That's you good. Know? Yeah. It's, it's just uh, once you start nitpicking the plot after mm-hmm. the fact. And, and knowing the characters a little too well. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, why didn't Ultron shut off the internet? Why did he let Tony continue to use his suit? All the things yeah. that Ultron would always do when he would interact with anybody that has tech. I mean, like, yeah. Tony couldn't safeguard that stuff. There's no way Ultron would be in his suit, mm-hmm. like, moving him around. And is that how, how the books would have told that story? Or is that... That's the way that the books had... 
told okay. the story in the past. So did so. Clint really have a farm and a family? And no, that's a total that's departure. To- yeah, and I was okay with that. Yeah, you know, I mean, like it was an interesting thing that. Um, yeah, and I know there's going to be some purists out that they're like, no, yeah. that was wrong. Why'd you do that? Because Hawkeye in the books is a is kind of a womanizer, and you get a little bit of that feel in the first Avengers, a little bit, but not really. I yeah, mean, he never really went there. So for this version of Hawkeye, it felt it felt okay. It felt right. Mm-hmm. So I was okay with that. That's good. That part was fine. It was it was the kind of grandiose scheme of Ultron in retrospect, where I'm like, he's going to drop a city. <laughs> what? Why does he shut off all the power first? <laughs> Why does he start a little more logically? My theory on that is when he became, when Ultron became self-aware, you get hubris. Sure. You get this uh, this idea of invincibility. Right. And he's a little godling, so or a big godling. Sure. Um, so that's that's what it kind of what I was what it made me think of. It's like he thinks he can't be beat. He is modeled after Tony Stark. Yeah, and this yeah, and they changed so, all that. Yeah, but I mean, but so you have, and that's the, that's going to the thing that's kind of Tony's problem. This is arrogance. Yeah. The idea that he's never going to fail. Right. So yeah, that's yeah. that's my take on it. And I'm a little I'm a little worried about Cap because I felt like he was a little more dry and more like militant, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how it continues for him. Or if that's just the way his character was written for the movie. I don't know if they're building up towards Civil War already in that regard or okay. not. Um, I mean, he's pretty serious in yeah. Civil War, so um, it might be going that way. But yeah. I, it, it's anybody's guess. I, like, they've thrown me enough surprises that I'm not going to claim to really know Right, anything. exactly. Because yeah. uh, I think in Civil War, um, Bucky was missing still. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like very obviously he's not missing yeah, at the beginning the of this. Yeah. yeah, I really like the pairing of Falcon, Falcon and Cap a lot. Oh yeah, and like I loved them in Winter Soldier. They did that correct. I mean, they did that yeah. well because there's a there's a long history between mm-hmm. those two characters. So I'm glad to see that work out. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't you know, like the tech looked good on him. You know, yeah. I mean, they could have really made that look terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> but the jet, the wingsuit or the jet the suit jets, or whatever it yeah. is. It seems to work really well. I'm excited to see the new Avengers set up, too. In, out in the middle of nowhere with all the bu- new buildings and stuff. Oh, like, yeah, you got yeah. a little taste of that in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Is it like that in the comics? or? Well, they've done a lot of... You know, like, the Avengers have been around for a really long time. So, they've gone through a lot of different teams. Okay. And I think we get the sense at the end of 2 that the team... Like, the original band has broke up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've got a new team in training. And so... I mean, like, the short answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Um, but it's been done so many different ways that it's yeah. it's hard to really say. But they've set up, like, an Avengers Academy and okay. and different things throughout several events. Mm-hmm. So I'm tr- trying to decide, should we go to your, the fact that you're going to go see Chris Evans, or, or do we go to your <laughs> Tumblr and then to... <laughs> Either way. Um, well, we can... Talk about my Tumblr. Okay, Tumblr. Let, let, let's let's get let's get that in. in there. <laughs> Tumblr. Um, I'm movie fan Jen. It's all lowercase, all one word. Um, I'm mostly a Chris Evans blog, but I throw in a little Marvel and a little little this and a little that, little some other movies, some of the TV shows that I watch. Um, but it's mostly Chris Evans, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, Chris Evans. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. But that's even uh, like, t- tell me about uh, didn't your Tumblr actually get credited as a source uh, for, was it Comic Book Resource? Uh, uh, comic. It was Comic Book, one of the movie ones. Uh, okay. Comic Book, uh, I don't remember. I, re- I was just like, wow. But yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> because you tracked down, what was it, set photos? or? Well, I there was an interview on E! News, and I recorded it with my phone and then posted it on Tumblr, and then the next day... I was credited on their website, which was cool. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. Yep. So, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and you've yeah. kind of created this, I mean, you've created like a network yeah. of, of people. Has it been all through Tumblr or has it been a little bit here, a little bit there? Um, you mean like network of people like who I meet to go do things with? Yes, or yeah. um, Well, let's see. When I went to the last... Age of Ultron premiere, it was people that I already knew from a previous fandom. Okay. Um, 
Not that I'm ashamed, but we'll just call it previous fandom. <laughs> that has um, kind of fallen over into Marvel. It's like we all came from the same, which is really cool, and now we're all huge Marvel fans. Great minds think alike. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I also, too, I started another Tumblr blog that's called... Um, it's all one word, all lowercase. It's just um, Avengers Age of Ultron DVR alerts. And I basically keep track of every single actor that's in the film, any Marvel universe. I'm now doing Ant-Man promotion. Um, but I basically, I will post what talk shows they're going to be on, what media shows they're going to be on, if there's any TV specials. And I will just post an alert, and then that way people can keep track of what what they're on so that's my separate blog and that's got almost between may until now it's gotten almost ten thousand. wow ten thousand followers so yeah holy yeah thankies <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and and yeah. with this group you recently went to the age of ultron premiere i did, I did yes. and you met a few avengers i did <laughs> can you tell us about that how that um, how it set up and then well basically we all agreed to meet we found out when the date of the premiere was and then it got changed on us it got moved back a week so we all had to reroute our flights and our hotels and oh my god yeah, was a- um but it was amazing because everybody was pretty calm and collected and we got our together and it worked but um so we met in LA. We were there together for a week. Um, there were people there from New York. Um, there were a couple who live in LA. Um, one gal, one of our friends came over from Slovenia. Wow. Um, wow. Hi, Daria. <laughs> uh, so she came over. Um, we basically just hung out for a week and went to their premiere. Um, we got up early morning around nine. We found out when they were going to close the street and went out there and we were basically the first people in line. Right. So my theory is if you're going to do this, eat light, don't drink a lot because the minute you get stuck into a spot, you can't leave. If you leave, you lose your spot. You can't come back. So I always tell people don't eat anything. Don't drink anything. Um, become best friends with the security. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah. So anyways, we, we stood out there all day and then watched them set up everything, which was cool. And, Watched them roll out the carpet, and then about five thirty, six o'clock, the people started rolling in. And the first big person we met was Jeremy Renner. He just came right up to us, and he probably took the most time with us. That uh, besides anybody else, you know, people come up. Can I get a picture? Yeah, sure. Can I get your autograph? Yeah, sure. He stood there and he joked around with us and um, hit on my friend Lorena. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, he was really cool, and he was patient with us. And, of course, the minute I asked for a photo, my camera malfunctioned. I don't know how you malfunction a camera phone, or a, a camera on an iPhone, but it mine did. And so he was patient with me and kind of made fun of us while we were standing there waiting for me to <laughs> 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 fix my issues and... Which just makes for an even better story. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah. Um, I was like, this didn't work. Can you come back? And so <laughs> he got he got into my friend Lorena's face, like literally like two inches apart. and just sat there like this. <laughs> and then he goes, this is tolerance. And when he said it, he looked at me and he rolled his eyes and then he looked back at her. And I mean, we knew it was doing yeah. it just to be, he wasn't like being mean or anything, but so we had the most fun with him, I think. Uh-huh. So awesome. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Who else? Um, we met Taryn Killam, who happens to be my favorite Saturday Night Live guy. Um, you t- just, yeah, you took some pictures with him, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, with him yeah. and with, uh, gosh, it's just all a blur after it's all done. Mm-hmm. Um, Sky from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., didn't you? Yes. Yeah, she came over and took pictures with us. She was really goofy. She was fun. Um, everybody was really nice. Like, we didn't get anybody who was like, sorry, I can't come over. Screw you. Um Jeremy Renner came through. Mark Ruffalo took time, but he took time on the other side with all the people over there. So he never came over to our side. Same with Paul um, Bettany, who I thought was just beautiful in person. Because <laughs> I've seen him in stuff before, and I'm like, me, me. But beautiful. <laughs> um, oh, who else? By the time, by the time Scarlett Johansson got to us, she was with Chris Evans. 
And she got to the edge of our section, and we just felt everybody shift. Like everybody was going to fall over because uh, everybody was trying to crush her. Yeah. And so we just hear, we heard security yell, I need a hold. And what that means is you have like a bunch of security guys in lines. They put their arms up on, on the shoulder of the security guard in front of them. And then the stars are in the middle. Mm-hmm. So you really don't have any access at that point. Right. So it makes me mad because if people would just behave, be patient, you get yeah. what you want. Yeah. But so that happened and she was kind of rushed in the middle of a security hold and then Chris was on the other side of her, but the whole time they were coming down the line in front of us, they were in a conversation with themselves and Mark Ruffalo's wife that they were just not, oh, people yeah. were screaming their names and I, I don't know if they purposely blocked it out or if they were just, mm-hmm. like I didn't take it, I didn't take it as a sign of being a dick, I just took it as a sign of they were in this mass horde of people and they had to get inside mm-hmm. and they had no time to stop for anybody. And it makes you wonder too if that's in that scenario if they have coaching from security that says yeah. don't interact because at this point right. it could be dangerous exactly. for the people in the crowds and yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm sure. Having been it. in the crush at a concert, I know that there's a moment where you get a little scared, <laughs> and yeah. when everyone steps forward all at once, it's 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 terrifying. It so, is. And mm-hmm. to me, I can't imagine to be at the, the reason for, yeah. for that. You know, you just like. Yeah. I'm not going to look yeah. anybody. I'm just going to be my ass <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they were, I mean, I could just reach out and grab them if I wanted to. That's how close we were. Wow. So I was like, the beard. The beard is there. <laughs> he didn't stop, but I'm okay because there's the beard. <laughs> for, our, for our listeners, that's Chris Evans again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then when Robert Downey Jr. got there, it was just like mayhem. I mean, he probably had 20 security guards around him. It was crazy. Wow. Nobody was getting anything from him. Yeah. So, And he's so short, I couldn't find him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get a picture of the back of his yeah. head. Yeah. I think the only picture I have is like chin to head up. But yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Kind of a tangent, but speaking of Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. uh, I've heard rumors that he's been doing it because of the fans. Because yeah. he, he loves the fans, but he's kind of ready to be done with Iron Man. Yeah. So seems like Civil War would maybe be a good place for him to be, for done, him to be done. But yeah. I hope not. Because it's right. funny if they shifted it on its ear. It's like, no, we're going well, to assassinate Iron Man. Well, that's why I was yeah. kind of thinking. It was like, oh, they could, they could go that route. They could assassinate Iron Man. Yeah. Who knows? Well, you just can't replace him. You just can't. No. Because how do you, you feel about Ro- You can put Rhodey yeah. in the suit, which they've done. But he's already War Machine in the movies, so... <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In he terms is, of, it, that would require like a reboot, almost. Which you know they do comic book movies. They get massive reboots all the time. Well, if you're Spider Man. <laughs> which how do you feel about the new Spider Man? I'm glad that they're. I mean, I'm glad oh, you, that you wanted. You know, like I liked. Uh, I liked things about Garfield's performances. Mm-hmm. There were things about it that I enjoyed, but the the writing in the movie, you're know, like the first one was okay. Yeah. And then the second one I didn't enjoy very much because it felt way too campy. It felt like they took uh, Electro, who is kind of a campy villain, yeah. and I'll give him that, but they turned him into basically the Riddler from Batman, <laughs> Batman Forever. And it's just like, uh, no. I mean, Jamie Foxx can play serious. We've seen it, so yeah. let him do a little bit of that. He could have he done amazing things with the role, and I don't feel like they gave him the opportunity to. So that's... Yeah. That's me being old man of comics again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited about a new <laughs> Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people were bummed that Miles Morales is is a different Spider-Man. And they were kind of looking for that because it's more diversity. And I think that's um, I think that's coming, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's like it's good that they're starting with Peter Parker. Uh, but I don't know if he'll be around very long. Yeah. I think that I think we'll see Miles Morales before too long. Because he is now going to be the current Spider-Man in the books. Uh, oh, okay. Peter Parker's still around. He's still alive. But uh, the focus has shifted. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man's one to watch, I think. And yeah. I'm really interested to see how it goes. It looks like they got a good casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of a tangent. But uh, <laughs> that leads really well. Like, you didn't, uh, you didn't get your opportunity to meet Chris Evans. So... So... <laughs> tell me. This is where I call my shot myself bat crazy. Um, <laughs> in fact, my boss and I were talking about this morning and she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm crazy. Um, no, he's going to be at the Salt Lake City Comic Con and he's doing a sighting on the Saturday 
And I literally, within like 10 minutes, made the decision that I was going. Um, so I got online, I purchased the pass, um, and I this morning I purchased my plane ticket and my hotel, and I'm ready to go. So nice. It's official. Um, it's official, yep. So, Chris Evans, get your security team ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, kid, I kid, no. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So, it hasn't really hit me yet, because... A lot of my friends are freaking out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going. When yeah. clear, I, no. Clearly, that's the reason you're going, but yes. you, you had posted that there are some other people there that you're excited to see. Um, Ian Summerhalder from the Vampire Diaries what? is going to be there. Yep, same that's day. Awesome. But I don't know how I'm going to do this, because obviously my meeting Chris is going to come first, so... You get in that line immediately. I'm going to get in that line yeah. immediately. And then, so, yeah. For, is it, are you doing a meet and greet or the signing? Is he doing meet and greets? He's doing, like, it's just a photo op. Right. So, oh, okay. so yeah, I basically, I think you're basically. You're doing with the photo ops, you get an opportunity to talk with them. Yeah. Bit. And I have yeah. absolutely no clue what I'm going to say. This always happens. Anybody I meet, it's always, hi, how are you? I sign, they sign my stuff. I get a picture and they're on their way. And then I float away on a cloud. But I. Yeah. You know, you always think in your head you're going to say these amazing things, and right. it doesn't happen. I could tell you some stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesse always says something horrible to someone. I, d- like, I don't mean to, and, and I try to adopt. My friend has a, my friend Dave has a rule. He, or I don't know if it's a rule so much as a guide, that where he has one, one good question ready. And so I've tried to adopt this, but I do this poorly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like I met Will Wheaton. At Planet, oh, Planet Comic Con about two years. It's, it's, it's horrible. I, I feel like cringing already. Uh, t- two years ago in Kansas City, I met uh, Will Wheaton, and he was kind of like, he was one of those where I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to meet him. And so I was like, yeah, I, I want to meet him. And I brought some things that he could sign. I really enjoy uh, Ernest Klein. Is a, he was a slam poet, and now he's a screenwriter um, and a novelist. He did an audiobook that I really like <laughs> called Ready Player One, which is going to be turned into a movie soon-ish, uh, and Spielberg signed on to do it. So that's incredible, yeah. This is a novel, and it's like a dystopian future where everybody basically plugs into a virtual reality internet, um, but the guy who designed it is like in love with the 80s, like everything is about the 80s, even though it's in the far-flung future, and it's basically a treasure hunt story with tons of 80s references. Okay. Um so I have the yeah I have the audiobook which is written by written by Ernest Klein but is read by Will Wheaton and so it's that's the thing I'm going to have him sign and I'm thinking in my head well this is the this is going to be the conversation starter this will be yeah. easy you know because this is a unique item that I'm having him sign and I get up to him and you know, <coughs> he's kind of in between people so he's like checking his tweets real quick he's like I'm sorry I just got to do this real quick I'm like no problem and then he's trying to talk to me about the uh, the missing uh, jet at that time. And and I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Just <laughs> <laughs> smile and nod. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm doing that, and I'm doing well at this point. I'm still I'm like, yeah, I like you. Um, <laughs> and and I, I give him the thing, and he does, he signs it, and he does uh, the thing, and then and I'm like, okay, so here's my chance. I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask him my question. And my question is, so do you, need, do you know Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> the author of the book, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like he's, he was polite about it, but he's like, yeah, I know, I know Ernie. Uh, I actually, and I, I like all these things I knew. Like, <laughs> Will Wheaton posted one of his poems that got that went viral because Will Wheaton oh, posted okay. it and, and, and all this stuff, and I was like, oh, my God. I had the chance to ask him about him, and instead I'm like, hey, do you know this other guy? I think I broke like one of the first rules of fandom, and he was he was pretty cool about it. But it was kind of it was kind of an awkward, awkward moment. moment. I was like, yeah. oh, I kind of botched this. So that, was, oh. that was that one. But let's face it, um, probably not his first or last awkward right, moment. Exactly. No, yeah. no, and I had other ones, but we don't need to get into those. Yeah. And all that matters is you actually got to speak to him. Yeah. Whether it was like blah, blah, or if yeah. it was like something really profound, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. And he gave he gave you time. Yeah. You know, he gave me maybe too much time. He gave me enough time to put my foot in my mouth. But, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, really, really get your if, if you're gonna use yeah. this this trick, get your get your uh, question really specific. Yeah, and you know, make it some, maybe something that's gonna be important to them. Like when uh, 
when we met Incubus, I did much better. Mm-hmm. And the only one I really talked to was the guitarist, Mike mm-hmm. Einzinger, mm-hmm. and I asked him about his side project. And I said, uh, are you guys going to keep doing, are you going to do a time-lapse consortium? Are you going to continue with that? And he, he got real animated. You could tell that he was interested in answering yeah. this question. So that was a time where I did it right. Yeah. So it can That's work. It yeah, can it, can, yeah. it can and yeah. does work because, yeah, Mikey was definitely very pleased to have been asked that question. Yeah. yeah. He was definitely like, uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, but that'll be exciting. Though, yeah, to get to and to be in a photograph with him. Find me. Super yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> well, and it's cool that they that it's always interesting to me, like what it's like for these actors now, like yeah. what popularity is like for actors and what it used to be. You know, never like. But I would be. I would imagine it'd be harder than hell to keep your like after maybe thirty people. I'd be like. Crabby and yeah, I mean they have to you have to have your game face. Yeah, I think. I mean, geez. And I looked on the Facebook page, and there's like three thousand people going, or you know, that clicked the going option. Mm-hmm. So, well, the thing is, though, for those for the, like the photo ops, they have a limited number. Yeah, they have. You can only get so many. <clears throat> I mean, they don't limit like the lines to come up and like meet him and get signings. But I think right. usually those meet and greets are limited, aren't they? Like, the, or the photo ops. Uh, the, yeah, they yeah. can sell out. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll try to get as many people in as they can, mm-hmm. but they block off a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so there's only so much time that they can allot before they either have to go do a panel or be yeah. at their table or you know, mm-hmm. yeah. It just varies from con to con, but usually that's kind of how it yeah. works. Is they only have so much time, so they can only right. sell so many. And if there's overflow, well, okay, you, you know, yep, we'll sell a few at the con. But, but it's got to be exciting too to get to to such a large con, you know, because it's got to be yeah. big. SLC, yeah, it's got to be big. <laughs> well, every day I was looking at the website; they've got somebody major coming. So that's, oh, sure. I don't know if it's something that that's always been big for them, or if it's just starting to get big. But seems like. Uh, Seems like Corey, mutual friend, uh, mm-hmm. posted some things about it in the past, and yeah. I think he's gone to it, but I don't know if it was as big those times where he went. Yeah. And I, I bought the VIP badge, which is another crazy thing, but I mean, at least that uh, way. Actually, uh, you know, like before, I didn't see any point in it, but uh-huh. we went we went to Planet last year, yeah, and we got to see all these people in the VIP line. And basically how it works is you've got two lines. Uh-huh. But if there's anybody in the VIP line, the regular line stops. Oh, wow. So in that regard, you don't, you kind of don't want to be in the regular line. Yeah. You know, otherwise, well, you're going to be there for hours. Right. So. And that's what it said, too, on the website, that you get bumped up to go yeah. in first and yep. you get into panels easier. And yeah, so you get, you get there's, yeah. there's, there's like X number of VIP spots that you can sit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. It's definitely worth it. Like Jesse and I had talked about con strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and VIP is definitely part of our future strategy. Yeah. yeah. Like, if at we, least if one of a, us will have a VIP. Yeah. So one yeah. of us can get the things that we want yeah. the most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's it's a really good, um, I think it's a good, especially for fanatics, you know, for people, because, I mean, that's how I view most of um, fandom. It's like you've, you, you hit a level of something that you love it enough that it's worth it to you. To right, money, exactly. You know, you know, and something like that, like a VIP, and it's a cool freaking badge to yeah. have, too, you know? Well, and since you're going to see two big names, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to pay itself Helpful, off yeah. really fast, because, uh, you know, if you get in summer holders line yeah. in the VIP lane, mm-hmm. then you actually get to see him and then see the rest of the con too. You'll get to enjoy yeah. more of the con. It's a time is money kind of situation with That's those badges. That's true. Yeah. Summer holder has a reputation of being a very, a decent human a being. A decent human mm-hmm. being. Yeah. Like a really good yeah. guy. So that'll be, that'll be fun to meet a really good guy. So yeah, I hope to do that. Guys. Cause I'll just do my Chris thing and then try and go over immediately to his line and mm-hmm. see what happens. But so are you yeah. staying near the... Um, yeah, I'm staying across the street in the Marriott. It's nice. directly across the street from the center. So, nice. like, yeah, I'll walk right across. So I get in on Friday. I'm there Saturday, and then I fly home Sunday. Nice. <laughs> That's nice, though. But having a whirlwind trip like that, it'll be... Yeah. Uh, before we Before we hit record, we were talking about, um, you know, like, you've... The fact that you've been to these things. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, like, and Age of Ultron wasn't your first rodeo. Yeah, uh, you, you you've kind of got this down to a science, and yeah. uh, we talked about um, wouldn't it be fun if you could 
break into, like, say, the Nerdist or yeah. be able to do this and get paid for exactly. it. Exactly. You've kind of got this amateur guerrilla uh, journalist <laughs> yeah. thing going on right now. And that's my dream. That's my dream job, to be on a red carpet interviewing people. Um, or at least doing something to where I'm pu- uh, publicizing a movie, getting it out there. Because I know the stars don't always like the media. Oh, so sure. if I could just be doing something in publicity, that would be a dream come true for me. But, yeah, just to... Like, just give me a microphone, people, every single time. Just give me a microphone. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> may, uh, maybe, maybe podcasting is in your I know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You can get, uh, yeah, get you some of these totally people podcast on a podcast. With, yeah. Friends, with your fan friends. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be yeah. fun, too. Yeah. 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 That'd be amazing. Yeah. Like, seriously, get, like, a ladies' night together. Mm-hmm. And talk. Because, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's an underrepresented part of the fandom. Yeah, is women. Is. So, and that's most fandoms. That's, sure, it's it's pretty underrepresented. Um, you're starting to see a little bit more, but <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I just wanted to get that on tape too because we had kind yeah. of talked about it, and I think that would be cool. And I that think would there's be opportunities. Cool. So, uh, so if anybody's listening, call me. Yeah, well, and, and, <laughs> I'll pay my way out there. Just give me a microphone. <laughs> and, and, and podcasters get a hold of Jenna yeah. too. Um, and there's a lot of movies we didn't talk about. So let's do this. Let's maybe uh, let's come up with your top five you know like where's guardians of the galaxy we didn't even talk about pratt (laughs) (laughs) so yeah what are your what are your top five my top five okay winter soldier is that number one that's number one okay yeah uh winter soldier and then i'd probably be oh jeez yeah this is awful (laughs) i had to give you the hard one it's like which one is your favorite kid well i love them all but i love them all differently (laughs) okay the winter soldier I would probably go with Iron Man 3. <sighs> I like the Spider-Man with Sally Field. But she's in both two of them. But see, Emma Stone dying, spoiler alert. <laughs> that ruined everything for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can never yeah. watch this again. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know, how. what number am I at? Okay, so Winter sure. Soldier, <laughs> Iron Man 3, probably the second Spider-Man. Ooh, Thor. <laughs> you didn't even. You haven't even hit Avengers yet. <laughs> and then, yeah, mm, yeah, the Avengers. I mean, the Avengers. That's obviously a number one, number two. <laughs> okay, Winter Soldier, the Avengers, the first one. Um, <laughs> then I got to go with Iron Man three. Then I got to go with Spider Man two. And then I got to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's that's my top five. This sounds this sounds yes. reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Holly, are we talking Marvel U or Marvel like like? Yeah, Marvel Universe. We can make movies? we can make it extended. We can make it extended okay, if you want to add in X Men and Fantastic X-Men. Four because everyone loves that movie. I like <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> I liked Fantastic Four. And um, I'm kind X-Men. of boycotting the new one. Go yeah. ahead, finish no, your no, finish yeah. your list and then we'll no. talk. Yeah we, yeah, we, yeah, we need to get into this. Yes. Uh, X Men. I really like X Men First Class. Also. So X-Men, the first X-Men. Yeah, okay. X-Men 1 and X-Men First Class. I'm an X-Men girl, though. I mean, the only one I really didn't like was 3. And right. 3 even had its redeeming moments. A.K.A. Um, McSteamy as um, Madrox. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's Says the only, you, you like Madrox. Well, that's the only thing I liked about that movie. But <laughs> uh, Go ahead. <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The Avengers movies are fantastic. Um but in terms of the Marvel U, how many do I have? You've got kind of four, except you said all the X-Men movies. Yeah, well... <laughs> so basically one more. <laughs> um, Deadpool. You haven't even seen that yet. I know. But, I can pretty but much... I, and Wolver- yeah, yeah, Wolverine totally Origins does not one. count. I can pretty much... There's a brilliant casting right there. Yeah. Well, judging Marvel. by the testing footage, judging by the leaked trailer. I'm, I'm a little yeah. disappointed. Oh. <gasps> I'm a little disappointed in, in your fifth... Choice because uh, if you're gonna go ahead and go into the future, where's Doctor Strange? Oh, but they're not. They children. haven't even seen any of it. You had just because Benedict Cumberbatch and Tilda Swinton are in it. Okay, fine. Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> My two favorite actors are gonna be in that movie, and they're in it together. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not likely that I'm not gonna like that movie. I'm right. just saying if they if they can if they can nail down Benedict Cumberbatch and Tilda Swinton together. They win. It was pretty good odds, oh, kind of like the Tilda Swinton and uh, Hiddleston. Yeah, movie. yeah, I mean, that, that movie was phenomenal. Didn't uh, they Last could, Lovers Alive? 
They could have been just hanging out at, at uh, coffee shops, and that would have been a good right. movie. It would have been like, and, and kind of, Holly's eating popcorn. It's <laughs> kind of what they did, was yeah. hang out and listen to records. Yeah. So. <laughs> they killed people, too. Well, it's because they were vampires. But. Yeah. It's a really good movie. What uh, was that one called? We should probably say it. Only Lovers Left Alive, or Only Lo- Last Lovers Alive? I think Only Lovers Left Alive. Right? Yeah. Only. yeah. And is it recent, or is it older? Uh, a couple, maybe a year or two old? Yeah. Okay. No, I think it came out last year. But yeah, yeah, Tom Hiddleston, Tilda Swinton, uh, Sir John Hurt. But yeah, Deadpool. Um, I'm really looking forward because, mm-hmm. and for me, that one is because I've seen the footage. Yeah, you know, I've seen enough footage of it that I'm just kind of like, yep, they they're really gonna have to screw this up. And I know trailers make movies look good when they're not. That's what they're supposed to do. Well, and but... even when Ryan went to the pan, did you watch any of the panels from? When Ryan was there at this uh, Comic-Con. I didn't, get, I didn't get to see it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. you're fine. Um, he was, I mean, he wasn't in costume, but you're like, that's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Just the things coming out of his mouth. And when they were talking about making Deadpool movies ages ago, I was like, they need Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's like the only actor yeah. that, you can, I, that I can think of that could play him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did a good job. And I mean, he was, him as Wade Wilson was. The content that he had to work with yeah. wasn't phenomenal. Right. <laughs> so Wolverine Origins, yeah. Wolverine Origins. He was um, fine until they turned him into Deadpool. Yeah. If they had turned him into actual Deadpool, he would be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm super excited for the Deadpool movie, and I'm really excited for. But I mean, I don't even know if they're filming yet. They're still casting Doctor Strange. So, right. uh, yeah, there's a little bit, and it's it's interesting too because there's a little bit of whitewashing going on there because the, the ancient one who Tilda Swinton is playing is. Is Nepalese, I believe. We go to Nepalese from yep. Tibetan, um, and a guy. Uh, so there is that element of like, oh, we have to have a white person do it. But it's also you could also frame it that it's deorientalizing. It, you know, we have this idea of the mystic orient, um, and we're kind of taking that away. So, but mm-hmm. that's still keeping it right, keeping a little bit of a. While not, while for. not playing into stereotypes about race, yeah. You're also whitewashing it, but you're also, you're like... But you're, but you're, you're casting a woman. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, something to be conscientious of. The Bechdel test has ruined me for movies. Yeah, it's, it's ruined a couple of movies recently. We were, we were joking that uh, the last couple of movies we went to, which all had strong female characters, didn't pass the Bechdel test. And then I went to the Minions movie uh, yesterday, and it Book. passed it. <laughs> really? It passed the Bechdel test, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. The super, the... Are, you, are you familiar with the Bechdel test? No. Uh-uh. Okay, so the Bechdel test, and for the listeners too, the Bechdel test is um, this idea that, uh, and it was a writer by whose last name is Bechdel who, who posited this test, that for in order to pass the test, you need at least two female characters in the movie. They have to talk to each other, and they have to talk to each other about something other than a man. Interesting. Try yeah. not to let that ruin movies because yeah. it does. <laughs> um, especially if you're if you're thinking about things like feminism. So it's one of those things. It's like, huh, that's really interesting. What starts to make you really think about like the the casting discrepancy because you take a you take a movie like like the last two we saw was Terminator Genesis mm-hmm. uh, was the first one, and in that, well, she didn't have a conversation with another female character because. There really weren't any. It was Sarah Connor and a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. And so, so fail. <laughs> so, and so with some of that, you can look at it in terms of uh, action movies are more likely to be male-dominated. And you can look at, at you know, uh, gender roles, and you can bring in a lot of stuff into that. But <laughs> in the same breath, you can be looking at other movies, too, that aren't necessarily action movies or movies that are generally geared toward male audience and they still don't pass the Bechdel test. I can't right. even, I'm, I'm even But Minions does. But Minions does. And most of the characters don't even speak a language. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yeah, that, that's my that's my social justice high horse for the day. The Bechdel test. Sure. Um, I, I made you guys do it so I better just throw mine out. Uh, my top five. I'll put Avengers at the top. It, it was pretty much a perfect comic book movie. Uh, Spider-Man 2. I really like Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Doc Ock. Uh, Iron Man 1. I did like the original one, despite my 
grievances with how they basically <laughs> aped that storyline later on. But the first one was good. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, again, almost yeah. perfect movie. And that could have been higher up uh, other than the fact that I love Iron Man and Spider-Man. Uh, and then X-Men 2. I don't know why. The twos have me. Because I had Nightcrawler and... Yeah, sometimes sequels can it suck. Kind of, it kind of improved upon the original, though. I felt like... But I, I also have a bias against origin movies. So that might yeah. be part of my problem with Ant-Man, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have a... I, I, they're tough. They're tough for me. Because you have to tell the story. But there's only so many ways you can... I mean, like, there's only so much you can fit in two hours. So it, it gets hard. And I want to see new stories. Yeah. Plus, how amazing is Chris Pratt's entrance in the Guardian of the Galaxies? Oh, perfect. Literally, like, the best entrance you could possibly ever have. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's that right there. I was like, I'm going to love this movie. Yeah, yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy is an origin story. It's telling you how this group of people came yeah, together, basically. and it's still really well done. But they also um, kind of hit the ground running a little better. Yeah. They, I mean, like, they start with a flashback, and then, boom, he's Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. And he kind of tells people he's Star-Lord. So I thought that was a clever way to do it. So, okay, so yeah, we alluded to the fact that you're boycotting Fantastic Four. What's up with that? <laughs> well, I have a problem sometimes with like, and I realize there's a million remakes out of there, but if there's an original cast and I love them, I have a hard time imagining anybody else in the role besides them. Sure. So when I heard that they were redoing Fantastic Four, I was like, he's not Johnny Storm. He's not, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Was but, was Chris Evans Johnny Storm? Yeah. Johnny Storm. Maybe right. that's part of my problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's no, that? Because I was but, thinking about it. Because I'm like, who was? Oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Imagine this. Yeah. But everywhere, <laughs> I can still see. Yeah. Yo, that was one of the best yeah. lines in that movie. Yeah. 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 But everywhere. <laughs> but yeah. But Andy Chilkis. You know that I, I struggle with seeing. Is that his name? You the got Kamish? his last name right. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Oh well. The the Kamish. <laughs> <laughs> the, the commish. Yeah. Um, he, he's wonderful, is the thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And the trailer does look like they're taking a totally different take or going somewhere else. So I'm just trying to, like my friend Justin said, you have to expand your horizons. I'm like, yes, I understand, but so Jesse has a real I, issue with remakes. Uh, yeah, well. yes. I, I wrote a whole article about it. Yeah. Um, and and the condensed version of my rant is that. When I am 60, I don't want to have seen uh, Peter Parker get bit by a radioactive spider seven times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, yeah. we're going to see it. Uh, we've seen it twice already, and now we're probably going to see it a third time, albeit in a flashback, because it's going to have to happen fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that I'm, get, I'm getting tired of that. that. Yeah. And they put how many people in the Superman suit, and then they kind of yeah. tweak it again each time. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And granted, you have to recast. You have to do that sometimes. Right. I'm okay with that. And that's why I like Mad Max so much. <laughs> I went to Mad Max. I love the new Mad Max movie because they didn't try to start over. Mm-hmm. They put uh, Tom Hardy in the role and they just hit the ground running. And I loved it because it was a new movie and a new story. It was very exciting. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Ori- like, Because yeah. I, I never saw the originals. Oh, yeah. So I went to this thinking, okay, this is going to be an amazing ride. And like it's the first 20 minutes, I looked at my friend and I said... Did we just drop acid because <laughs> yeah, yeah. mine's kicking in? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting all the like guitar man and the weird makeup and the, but after that it was yeah. phenomenal. Right. Yeah. When well, in this, uh, it's you know same writer. He had what two decades to get this right, so he did. Yeah, like, it's yeah, it's perfect. I, yeah, I think wonderful. I don't know one of one of my favorite movies of the summer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I actually wanted more. I wanted to keep going and. Yeah, and hopefully they will, but yeah. I don't know. It's like, when you had two decades, how do you follow that? Yeah, <laughs> You know, and maybe, maybe, maybe. And I love it when they good. can create a character that you don't recognize. Um, what's his name? He's from the X-Men movies and was in um, Warm Bodies. Oh. What is his name? That's terrible. I'm terrible. Um, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I haven't seen movies, Well, so. I didn't realize that that was him until, like, maybe three-fourths away. Which character? Away. The war boy? Or? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The one that named its lumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I love that line, I love the... Yeah, Holly hasn't seen it, so she's oh, making big eyes. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's, 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 
You're not you're not spoiling for me. I'll probably see it eventually. And but. there's not a lot of dialogue in that movie mm-hmm. if you think about it. But it's uh, but the dialogue that's there is really well written. Mm-hmm. Like their whole thing is uh, kind of a kamikaze style situation, and and they want you to witness their death, kind of a Valhalla Norse yeah. kind of ideal. And uh, and then they like spray paint their mouths silver, and they say "Ride Eternal, mm-hmm. uh, Shiny and Chrome." Yeah, and it was like. Man, that's poetry, and and then the uh, set work is amazing, and the CGI that they did was cool. But they did so much with practical effects, which yeah. was is awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. Okay. Well, this is probably a good place to wrap it up. I don't want to keep you here all night, but it's been awesome. It is awesome. You. Thank you for having cool. me. So one more time, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Tumblr under Movie Fan Jen. And then if you're looking for um, actor alerts, uh, TV alerts, you can go to um, Avengers Age of Ultron DVR alerts on Tumblr. And then on Facebook, the same thing is um, Age of Ultron DVR alerts. So you can go there for your DVR alerts for Marvel cast. I'm kind of starting to do it on... All the Marvel movies, it just kind of depends. Um, I started it just for the Avengers, but then I did it for Ant-Man, so we'll see what happens. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you're having fun doing it. Good. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Perfect. Good times. All right. Well, what do we do? wrap that up? Have a good Grolix night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> night. <laughs> Just go ahead and start over. Uh, this is Jenna. I'm a movie fan. <laughs> 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 Bloopers! <laughs> 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 okay, and go.